Welcome to Wellbeing. I'm Dr. Virginia Reid, and today I'm going to be discussing the fascinating new world of energy medicine with Dr. Jim Oshman, previously a cell biologist and biophysicist. Welcome, Dr. Oshman. How did you become involved in this area? My involvement came about because of a sore back, which bothered me a lot, and uh, I ended up visiting a rolfer who um, helped my back, but he did a lot more than that. He introduced me to a whole field of energetics, which I somehow had not learned anything about Mm. during my long academic career, and I was curious about two things. I was curious about what modern medicine thought about energy and body energies. Subsequently, I learned they actually don't think much about it. They, yeah. uh, it seems to be a non-subject in academic biomedicine. And I was curious to know um, what the current thinking was and whether the ideas that I had uh, been exploring or that Rolfer had been exploring, whether these had any uh, scientific backup, and I started to look for that, and I found quite a bit of evidence. I found that there was a lot more known than most people realized, that, as you said, the energy fields due to quantum advances, the fields around the body, which most people had considered to be some sort of science fiction, were actually measurable and were being measured in major medical research laboratories around the world and are now actually being used in diagnosis and making treatment decisions. So what uh, a few years ago was considered nonsense has turned out to be valid and also the various therapists who have been talking about energetic interactions and helping people who are sick using energy fields have been validated. They uh, they really knew what they were talking about. Mm, they knew what they were doing. Often so do their patients, but the scientific evidence for that is what's been lacking, I think. Well, it's been lacking until... Um, actually, it's 25 or 30 years ago that the evidence started to come in. Mm-hmm. But many people are not aware that this uh, evidence even exists and... Um, It takes a long time for information to percolate into the scientific community and become accepted. Mm -hmm. But what's happening to really move things along is that, at least in the United States, the energy therapists of various kinds are having so much success and they're becoming uh, mainstream and people like what they are experiencing Mm -hmm. and like the results. Mm -hmm. Often uh, they go to, say, an acupuncturist or an osteopath or a Reiki therapist as a last resort. They've been to every doctor and they can't find a solution to their problems. And their last resort turns out to be the answer. Yes, exactly. When that happens, uh, that good news travels fast. And certainly in the United States, uh, we have, for example, here in New England, we have Reiki in most of the hospitals, and that's quite a big change. Gosh, that's wonderful. So what sort of academic were you before you experienced the back pain? What was your background? 
Well, I spent 20 years hunched over an electron microscope. I studied cell biology mm-hmm. and biophysics. And all of that background has been of great value mm-hmm. as I have explored the um, literature that supports complementary and alternative medicines of various kinds. And uh, my, my enjoyable task is to translate that scientific literature into a language that therapists can understand and that uh, the public can understand. And the public is uh, often curious. People are curious. How did you do that? Mm -hmm. And so it helps the therapists explain their work to their bewildered and delighted patients. Mm, mm. I think people are very curious, aren't they, about their bodies in general. They love anatomy, physiology, um, how their body works, and this is just another aspect of that, really. Well, it is. The the body has an energy system, and it's not in the physiology textbooks or the medical books, Mm. but it's just as real as the circulatory system or the immune system. Mm. And, in fact, the circulation of energy in the body regulates those other systems. So it's a fundamental system that can activate any of the other systems that are more familiar to the to all of the health professions. Yes, and, and certainly dysfunction of it can be at the root cause of disease. Well, that's right. And uh, right now what is happening a lot is that people are developing sensitivities to electromagnetic fields in their environment, and this is not very well understood Mm. by conventional doctors. Most doctors aren't aware that there is electromagnetic sensitivity, and they don't know what to do for their patients. And fortunately, there are some people who are exploring this and are finding answers to these big questions of what do I do when I when I discover that I'm, for example, I don't feel well when I'm near the oven or a microwave or a transformer or something like that. It's it's a double-edged sword, as uh, Robert Becker pointed out in some of his books. Uh, there, There are many advantages to using energy for healing purposes, and there's also a need to appreciate the subtle ways that our energies in our environment interact with our uh, energetic regulatory systems in our body, Mm. understanding how it is that some people are uh, upset by these uh, fields that are growing in abundance as we have more and more electronic devices. I suppose a gross example is if you, you grab a bare wire, most people all, all get struck by lightning. Most people recognise that that stops your heart and that's the problem. It's just that those are more subtle forms of that, coming close to other electromagnetic fields. Right, and people are concerned justifiably about uh, the use of cell phones, especially by young mm. children whose mm. brains are developing. Yes. And so this is another area that can be looked at from the energetic perspective. How does how do the signals involved in microwaves interact with brain tissue? Yes. And it's especially important for the developing nervous system of the young person and 
in some countries, um, young children are being discouraged or even forbidden from using cell phones, and this is probably why. Right. We have to use prudent avoidance mm. to know mm. more about it, really. We have to exactly. I was just going to say, I mean, obviously if we gather more evidence and prove definitely it's, it's a, a harmful thing, then that's when you can start making more definite uh, suggestions or rules. Well, one of the problems is that people are very different from each other. Yes. And so proving these things gets to be tricky because mm. some people are not affected at all mm -hmm. and others are very seriously affected, mm. and that can average out mm. and not look like much is happening. Then you need a large, po large population number, don't you? So generally speaking, if you get lots and lots and lots of studies showing the same thing, that's when the evidence starts to stack up, if you like. Well, I have a good example of that. Uh, I'm very weather sensitive. When the storm is coming, I get sleepy. Right. And other people I've met, when the storm is coming, they get excited. Yes. So if you put the two of us together, we average out to no effect. Right. right. And this is of great interest to me in terms of energetics because we do live in an environment that has rhythmic energy fields, the fields mm -hmm. of the sun and the fields of the moon and the other planets and so on. And these fields actually affect us and influence our health. And people have known about this for a long time, but it still continues to be a controversial subject. I suppose because of the variability, as you say, of how it affects various people. Well, these it's hard to really um, prove these things in a large group of people, but if you ask, for example, people who work in a, uh, a, a, a psych ward or ask a bartender about mm. lunar cycles and full moons, mm. they will tell you that people will behave strangely. Mm. Well, there is yeah. some scientific evidence for that sort of thing in the psychiatric journals, etc. You know, the number of admissions or the amount of uh, sedation needed, etc. So there is some good scientific sort of clinical papers on that sort of work, isn't there? Well, there is, and then there are those who dispute it. But yes. but all of it ties into a, a way of looking at the body yes. as being very sensitive, far more sensitive than we realize to external energy fields, and that can be an advantage when there's a need to intervene with the body, and the energy therapies, and there are lots of them, from acupuncture to zero balancing, from A to Z, uh, many, many different therapies that utilize energetic concepts, and they are, all of these therapeutic schools are discovering that you don't have to work very hard. You have to be, you have to direct your very subtle energy fields into the right place at the right time, and you can get uh, big improvements in the functioning of the body. The body is very sensitive. Uh, you don't need to use violent means. Mm. In fact, usually less energy works better, and I've learned this especially watching the osteopaths work and the, especially the cranial osteopaths are able to, to diagnose and treat a person with very, very tiny hmm. input of energy. And it, it's not 
hard on the practitioner. It's, uh, it's using these subtle energies doesn't require a lot of effort mm-hmm. and doesn't wear you out. Yeah, if anything, probably it gives you energy. I'm speaking with Dr. Jim Oshman about the scientific basis of energy medicine on well-being. So when did we start to study these energetic fields and why? Well, actually, the use of energy fields goes way back, and you can find on the Egyptian tombs and so on, you can see illustrations of energy, hands-on energy work being done, Mm -hmm. uh, very much resembling what is done today. And the laying on of hands uh, is described in the Bible. And so the practice of energetic interactions is extremely old, and the recent work, more recent work, um, the most important work was done by Harold Saxton Burr, who was a professor at uh, Yale University Medical Center in New Haven, Connecticut, and he spent, oh, something like 35 years researching biological energetics. His work was pretty much ignored because this was the time when the pharmaceutical approach was gaining a lot of momentum and people were excited about uh, drugs and and had the idea from penicillin that we might be able to have a drug for every disease. Mm. That really captured everyone's fancy. But uh, Burr was able to determine that the energy fields are really the blueprint of the body. And currently, people are widely uh, convinced that DNA is the blueprint for the body, but it isn't. Uh, DNA explains how to make the parts of the body, but how the parts go together is not part of the genetic story. It's, It's the drawings, like the architectural drawings of a building, DNA. Well, that's the way I describe it. Mm. You want to build a house and all the parts arrive, the wood and the wires and the roofing materials and the lumber and and switches and windows, and you have a big pile of parts, but nothing happens until the blueprints come, and then the workers look at the blueprints and fit the pieces together, Mm. and you end up with a house. And the same with the body. Where is the blueprint? And, And this has been a question that hasn't really been asked very much, but Harold Saxton Burr asked the question, and after years of careful research, he was convinced that the the parts of the body generate a field, and the field determines the location of all the parts. So there's a, a feedback between the body structure and the energetic fields. And that makes total sense, and in fact... The Chinese have known about this for a couple of thousand years, the principle of acupuncture, uh, balancing the body's energy fields will prevent disease Mm. and disorder. And that's essentially what Burr and his followers discovered. They discovered that before there is a disease, long before there's a disease, the body's energy field begins to go out of balance. And if you can shift the body back into electrical balance, the disease will never manifest. And uh, that's what they do in acupuncture. I go to my acupuncturist when I'm feeling fine Mm -hmm. uh, for a tune-up. I want my circuits 
tuned up. Mm-hmm. And that's what the acupuncture does, and that's what many of the alternative therapies do. They're, they keep your body tuned up, and they keep your immune system functioning in tip-top shape. Because of that balancing effect. I mean, they keep everything tip-top, not just your immune system. They keep your whole body balanced, and and therefore each of the systems is functioning better. Actually, the body really does not know that it's made out of systems. The body is one system, Mm. and if you bring one system towards balance, that immediately affects the other systems. Mm. For example, the... A lot of body workers work on the musculoskeletal system, and they try Mm -hmm. to make your movement more easy and fluid and Mm. increase your flexibility, and that affects the circulation and it affects the immune system. So that's the basis of the the postural um, therapies, etc. Exactly. Feldenkrais, etc. Right. There's There's a whole series of these therapies, and they all talk about energetics, and the energetics is readily definable in terms of physics. In physics, energy is simply the ability to do work. And e equals mc squared, that one. <laughs> I mean, Einstein, really, we, we all quote E equals mc squared. I saw a beautiful baby T-shirt with it on the other day, and I thought we all quote it, but I don't think people really take it and on face value in other words mass is energy it's how we perceive it exactly so we're really dealing with something that goes beneath structure it's uh, energetics really determine the structure of the body and when things get out of kilter uh, the right energy applied at the right place can balance the body and bring all of the parts into appropriate relationship with each other. Mm. The principles are very, very simple. I mean, mm. your car doesn't work right if one of the tires is flat. Mm-hmm. And your body doesn't work perfectly if one part of your musculoskeletal system is not balanced with the rest. It doesn't have the same flexibility and strength and other properties. So Saxton Burr's work led to any therapies or led to the understanding of the energy system of the body which people built on, didn't they? Well, yes. He actually determined that um, you could detect cancer in the energy field long before there was a tumor. And he documented this pretty carefully. And others developed a variety of energetic therapies that work for cancer and other diseases, but um, they have not gotten into widespread use simply because of the way the medical system has focused on uh, the pharmaceutical approach, which is amazing for some conditions. Drugs have definitely saved many, many, many lives, and um, yet there are conditions for which there is no drug, and um, it's unlikely that there ever will be a drug. Mm. And these are the conditions that kind of confuse the medical profession, and they just don't know what to tell you. Mm. Um, And this is where complementary and alternative 
medicine really have a lot to say. For example, back problems. A lot of people have back problems, mm. and surgery is usually not the answer. I mean, there's some amazing surgeries, but in many cases, some yoga, some stretching, some manipulation by a chiropractor, massage, uh, acupuncture, osteopathic techniques, and so on, a therapeutic touch, healing touch, Reiki, often these methods can resolve the problem very simply without having to do painkillers or uh, surgery. So this is, this is what is exciting the public's interest, certainly in the United States where we have a serious um, financial crisis around health care because a lot of the techniques that are available just don't help for certain situations. A lot of the techniques that are actually acceptable in terms of funding are not helping, whereas the things like the yoga, the Reiki, etc., people are just seeking themselves. It's changing. We okay. have, um, this is the good news. We, the National Institutes of Health in the United States are, have set up a national center for complementary and alternative medicine mm-hmm. as one of the some, approximately 30 um, centers that consider uh, developmental disorders and drug disorders and reproductive disorders and so on. And now there's this whole uh, section dealing with complementary and alternative medicine. And this is a reflection of how much the public is insisting Mm. that these methods be evaluated Mm. and that we find out more about how they work. Do you not think it's also that the public are spending their money on them and so, so, so the power brokers are getting interested in them because they actually work? People do use what works. Well, they do, and good mm. news travels fast. Exactly. My guest today on Wellbeing is Dr Jim Oshman, and we're discussing energy medicine, the scientific basis thereof. In your textbook, Dr Oshman, you discuss the actual new look, if you like, of the body because of the availability of the new electron microscopes and how minute, that the minutiae that they can see. Uh, a lot of us went to, did biology, you know, 20, 30 years ago <laughs> when the cell looked a lot different, didn't it? Because the microscopes that were used to create uh, pictures and things in our textbooks are now way out of date, I believe. Well, that's true, and what I have found is that all textbooks are inaccurate in the way they depict the cell, mm. and this is this has to be caught up with. People have to catch up with the newer understandings of the cell, and the picture that has emerged is extremely interesting and extremely relevant. Uh, the basic discovery is that the cell is not just a bag of solution with uh, molecules floating around inside of it. The cells have a lot of structure to them, and the fundamental discovery that uh, connects with all of the different forms of complementary and alternative medicine and energy medicine is that there are linkers that go across the cell membrane connecting the fabric inside of the cell with the fabric 
called connective tissue outside of the cell. So there is a pathway that extends everywhere in the body. Mm. And I ended up calling it the living matrix. Mm -hmm. And this concept has really caught on. Every time I look at uh, Google, I see the living matrix has more and more websites (laughs) discussing it. And this means that the idea is catching on. And the idea is that if you touch the body in one place, you're connecting energetically to everything. And there are therapists, for example, osteopaths often will just put their hand under your, have you lie down, put their hand under your occiput, underneath your head, and they are able to affect any part of your body through that connection. And that seems mysterious until you realize that the whole business is all connected together right down into every cell and into the nucleus of every cell Mm. and right down to the genetic material. So what you touch when you touch the body is the whole thing. Mm. And if you are conscious of that Mm. and aware of the the pathways through the body, you can project your uh, awareness all through the system. Mm. You're able to find out places that are not quite working up to snuff, and you're able to open up those areas to awareness and to sensitivity, to energy flow, and often you can turn the switch that activates For example, the repair process, when it's been stalled for whatever reason. We have an injury and it doesn't get better. Why is that? That's the kind of question energy medicine can focus on and can answer. Why is this not getting better and what can we do about it? So it's very exciting that problems, one of the most exciting things is that problems that have been insurmountable from other approaches are being uh, treated successfully. Mm. So this new, um, the, the system, the living matrix, does it afford uh, properties to the body that, uh, if you like, uh, make it more likely to survive? Are there advantages to the living matrix that we need to know about? Well, one of the places where it really shows up is in athletic performance or other kinds of performance. The athlete, to be successful, must use every part of their body. Every cell and every tissue has to be communicating and functioning smoothly together to achieve, uh, say, a world record or a gold medal or something like that. And likewise, musicians and dancers and so on to really do well at what they're doing, energy medicine and energetics plays a key role. And all of the energy therapies are successful in helping athletes achieve more than they were able to do before. And they're, of course, very interested in something that can give them, say, 1% or 2% faster time or easier time higher jump or whatever their athletic event happens to be. So this is exciting. Not only does it help 
the athlete. And these these ideas, by the way, apply to everybody. Mm. May not all be going for a gold medal, but Mm. we all need to be able to have bodies that, if we should fall down, are elastic and are resilient. And resiliency means the ability of the tissue, when deformed, to go back the way it was before. And, of course, athletes have accidents and injuries, and and they need to repair very quickly or hopefully be totally resilient, fall down, get up again, and just keep on going. So that applies to all of us. And this is an energetic relationship because any impact on the body is obviously energetic, and it affects the matrix, which is what absorbs impacts and also is the place that's traumatized and turns out to be the place where traumatic memories are stored. So this is of great interest to the trauma therapist. We now have a whole host of trauma therapies and an energy psychology that is very successful in treating trauma Mm -hmm. and um, producing dramatic results and helping people out of their traumatic incidents that may have happened 20 or 30 years ago that are still psychologically and physically holding them back from performing or being who they can really be. And this is a very exciting area, energy psychology. So it's just called energy psychology? It is. There's a, there are a variety of methods that involve tapping on acupuncture points Mm -hmm. and some sophisticated psychotherapists who have spent many years talking to people Mm. about their issues have realized that the people that they thought were mentally ill actually weren't. Their problem has to do with something that happened years ago Mm -hmm. and it can be resolved without in fact, talking about it. You don't have to... No. If anything, that. I think that sometimes makes it worse because you're putting more attention on it, so you're creating it more. You, you mustn't forget that these psychotherapists uh, have helped a lot of people, and uh, they do form relationships with people. Absolutely. That That's a, t- a key part of the therapy, isn't it? Well, it is. And, mm. So it's not to downplay their their importance. Oh no, certainly not. But I think a lot of them are beginning to. A lot of the evidence, the scientific evidence in the clinical literature, is that, uh, in fact, we may not have been doing people much of a favour by going over and over the incident itself. It's more that that supportive relationship to say we're here for you now. It's not going to happen to you again. Keep moving forward. You know, we'll we'll back you to be healthy. Even more than that. What is being discovered is that most, if not all, disease can be traced to some kind of emotional disturbance. Mm. And this is not a view that we usually emphasize in medicine, mm-hmm. but it's emerging and, uh, largely from the energy psychology work. The cutting edge people doing this are actually taking very ill people and finding out what their emotional problem stems from and their physical ailments and diseases and so on amazingly disappear very quickly. So this is the cutting edge 
of energy medicine, energy psychology that gets to the root of the event, which may be very old, might have happened in your youth, that has caused a disturbance in your system that has manifested as some sort of serious disease. And when you, when you locate that issue, the disease has nothing to stand on anymore, and it's gone. It's okay. remarkable to see these results that people are getting. And these energy psychologists are using energetic techniques, so the information that they're basing their therapies on is m more related to finding out in the system where the energy asymmetry or disharmony is and, and uh, treating that per se. That's right, and it interacts with the uh, meridian system because mm -hmm. they're tapping on the acupuncture points. Mm -hmm. I've met mm -hmm. um, people who listen to the body. They're called body talk practitioners. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. everywhere I go, I meet people of, uh, who are students of John Veltheim. I just met him last week mm -hmm. in Colorado, and he's a remarkable man who has developed an approach that is extremely successful in situations where conventional medicine just doesn't have anything to say. Mm -hmm. And there are other methods uh, that are coming along that are like this. So mm -hmm. One is a uh, chiropractic method mm -hmm. called BEST, which is bioenergetic synchronization technique, which brings your body into synchrony with the present rather than having half of your body or some portion of your body and some portion of your psyche tied up into some old trauma mm -hmm. that uh, happened a long time ago. Mm -hmm. So, And there are other methods that do this kind of thing. Um, holographic repatterning is another one, and the list goes on and on. But um, I am fortunate that I get to meet all these uh, brilliant therapists who are all trying to make their schools of therapy more encompassing, and mm. they're succeeding. Yes, that must be amazing to behold. Well, thank you so much for being the nub or the hub of all of this through your interest in the scientific basis of medicine, particularly since you had a fairly conventional start. Now, I believe that you, you give workshops and you have a, a, a website that perhaps people could refer to if they want to know a bit more about these various techniques and uh, things that are happening in the energy medicine world. Yes, I, um, I came to New Zealand and Singapore earlier this year and went mm -hmm. to Kuala Lumpur and I was uh, scheduled to come to Australia but there was a conflict and didn't make it for that but I will be coming back Wonderful. Next year to um, the South Pacific and to Asia, and we'll do some workshops. Um, my web page is www.energyresearch, one word, energyresearch.us, and I keep my list of um, engagements on the website. Okay. And I like to see people come. I uh, like a mixed audience of a variety of different types of therapists and also the public and um, medical doctors. And I like to talk to everybody because 
we're all in this together, and we all need to learn from each other. Exactly. And there's so much to learn from each other. Oh, it sounds like it's a whole nother world. <laughs> it is. Which is fantastic and terribly hopeful. Well, it is. Um, it's, it's like when you suddenly look at the world with new eyes. Absolutely. And when you think about it, it's not long ago that we didn't know the cause of infection. 150 years ago, doctors were totally bewildered by infection. And then they discovered bacteria, and the whole world of infectious disease opened up and became available for treatment. And mm. we're in that new uh, revelation area with energy medicine. We have not kept up with energetics. And now that we're looking at medicine through the eyes of energy, we're seeing many new things in every direction we look. Yes, and it's, it's creating a lot of new therapies that are very effective by the sound of things, which is wonderful news. Well, thank you so much for your time. Much appreciated. And uh, we wish you well. Well, thank you. I've enjoyed uh, chatting with you, and I look forward to meeting you and your friends in Australia. And when you come down under... Sounds good. Thank you so much. Okay. You've been listening to Wellbeing. I'm Dr. Virginia Reid, and I've been interviewing Dr. Jim Oshman about the fascinating new world of energy medicine and its vast potential. So from all of us here at Wellbeing, we'd like to say we wish you well, and thanks again for listening. <laughs>